Feels as though it's been a thousand years, and yet none at all, doesn't it? I feel a little different. A little more, I don't know, joyful, playful, mischievous, light, musical. I don't know where I am. I don't mean to say that I am lost, for I look around and know exactly what this place is. There is a door. A huge door. Wooden. Thick. Solid. And in its deep, dark, almost red wood, Wood hewn from the greatest tree in a forest fondly remembered, but long ago left behind. Though I do not remember how or why or by whom this great tree was felled, but I am glad to have its memory here. In its deep, dark, almost red wood, there are images carved. I say door, but I mean two doors. Two large panels, side by side, ready to swing out and swallow up anyone who comes to visit. In the wood of the door on the left, there is a winged creature with fangs. I know her well, and perhaps you do too. Robes flowing, hands reaching, eyes upward, reaching for heaven but being dragged down to hell by something with clawed, grasping fingers. And still she flies upward anyway, trying, fighting, longing, longing, longing. In the wood of the door on the right, there is a creature sitting on a patch of earth, with grass, trees, flowers in the middle of a lake. From the earth, the grass, trees, and flowers grow up and around her limbs, growing around her, growing through her, growing with her, growing her, growing, growing, growing. And above these doors, there is a great panel of the same fine, deep wood. Curiously, it is blank, completely smooth. It looks as though there ought to be another image there. Curious. I wonder what it's for. I wonder what's meant to be there. I go to open the door, but I recall that I no longer have hands. I look down and I have no legs either. No arms, no legs, no head to grasp in horror, 
none of that. That is what I mean by I don't know where I am. I know where here is. It's here. It is what I see, what I stand before, what I breathe in. That is easy. But I still don't know where I am. I cannot see you, but I know that you are here too. And so, I welcome you. You must be the main character, for I cannot. I am not here. Can you knock on the door? Even if it is just lightly, with your hand at your side, in bed. Or perhaps, just barely, just a little, you might make a fist and gently knock. Maybe against your leg as you sit on the bus or the train. Or if you cannot do it at all, just think it. Think that you are knocking against a great and heavy door. This door that has these old stories carved into each half of it. And a blank page, unwritten on, above it. Wait, patiently. I think that, whatever this place is, whatever is behind the door, it's awfully difficult to tell because it's so dark. The moon is still so new that the sky is very dark, and only a hanging lantern, dimly glowing, shows enough light for you to see the drawings on the door in the first place. Whatever this place is, whatever is behind the door, is deciding what kind of story you intend to play out here. You may not know, not at all. Perhaps it is fun, play, mischief, adventure, excitement, joy, love, inspiration. But if you bring darkness, if you bring hate, if you bring jealousy, greed, violence, cruelty. It might need to make calculated decision this place. I cannot do anything. I cannot speak for you. I can only speak to you. I'm just watching. And speaking. And being with you. So think carefully about what you want to bring with you into this place. Breathe deeply. Breathe in what you want to take into yourself. And what you take into yourself is what you will find within. Breathe deeply. Breathe out what you want to leave behind, what you do not need, and what you hope to never encounter in a place as mysterious and volatile as this. Breathe it out. And even if you find it within, it cannot touch you. Breathe 
deeply. The doors are opening. I will be watching. I will be with you. But it is your adventure to live. Your dream. Your journey. Your show. Dark. All dark at first. Because it must be because you don't know what's here yet. Even I don't, as I type it out, as I speak it, I don't know. There is a little light, though. The little light of a candle, in your hand, held by a candlestick. If you look at it, it has patterns, too. A design, the most lovely design you can imagine. Tiny little carvings, Images of all the things you love most to keep you company, whatever they may be. This will be the candle you keep with you. The little light. The little joy that chases away the shadows. It is bright enough that you can see a few feet ahead of you, a carpet. A red velvet rug, straight and narrow. You cannot see the floor around it. Perhaps there is no floor around it. Just the carpet and you moving across it. Whether your feet step, or your wheels turn, or you simply glide as though you are a ghost. You move across the carpet. It has no turns, no end. Simply move and I will talk to you so that you are not alone. I love to talk. <laughs> In a previous life of mine, a life I finished, a life that began with growth and ended in slow dissolution, I asked questions each time I told a story. I asked a question of a deck of cards, tarot cards they were, and I drew a single card each story for my answer. But you know something? Near the end, I began to run out of questions. There is only so much you can ask before you feel that there is simply so much in this world to not know, that all you can do is breathe and love it, instead of trying to understand it, to control it. I grew tired of my own questions. So I, as I waited in the darkness of this castle, that's what I think it is, and you had not yet come here with your candle, so I just waited in the darkness, not seeing anything. As I waited here, I became very silent. I closed my eyes against the darkness and let colors dance across my vision, flashes of light behind my eyes. This is best when you cannot find light with your eyes open. And I breathed, just as you did when you entered here. I breathed in what I needed, 
I breathed out what I didn't. And then, there was nothing to breathe in or out. There was only breath, and soon there wasn't even that, for there was no one there to breathe. For a brief glimmer of a second, I left myself behind for long enough to let go of my own questions and hear someone else's in the distance. A question about the past. A question about the green and growing me who had just lived her life, her hundred-episode life, gratefully. Which tarot card do you most relate to in your tarot deck? I opened my eyes at the little voice, the little question, and someone stood before me. A woman, resplendent in gold, holding flowers, wheat, fruit, growing things. Her belly big with creation, her eyes big with ideas, her heart big with love, her hair long, so long it was growing before my very eyes. From her mouth, the red juice of what I hope was fruit flowed out from her open grin. Though I hoped it was a mirror, I knew it was not, for I have never been so fully the Empress though I have wanted to be. I narrowed my eyes and flipped her upside down with a thought only, and she grew so angry that she yelped and growled and cursed at me. So quickly did her love and fertility and creativity dissolve just by turning her upside down and causing her things, her creations, her plans to fall away from her. She withered up and grew a beard, and wrapped herself in a shadowy shroud, a lantern in one hand, the other hand beckoning me, beckoning me. And now, he is the hermit, the most alluring figure to me, for I so desire to hide away in a dark cavern somewhere, with nothing but my own thoughts, my own words, my own songs, my own longing. But I cannot be the hermit, so alas I cannot take that hand that reaches out to me. That hand then suddenly produces, with a flourish, a bouquet of flowers, out of thin air, reaches behind my ear and withdraws a gold coin with a star etched in it, pulls out a cup, flips it upside down, right side up, then takes a wand from his cloak, taps the cup thrice with it, and there is wine in it now. Draws a sword from a sheath at his side and swallows it up before my eyes. The Magician He who I envy most. He with the most power and the most joy. Joy that comes with the power to create the most wonderful kind of magic but one cannot gain such power through wanting anything. I think only through no longer wanting, 
can one attain such magic? And at that point, one wouldn't have the desire to produce gold coins or silver chalices or magic wands or shining swords. This one hurts to reject. But no, this card is not me either. Sadly, the figure begins to wither. I say sadly, but I should not. For he, the newly born magician here, is grinning. Still grinning that wide and relentless grin. And his skin shrivels and shrinks against bone. And then that skin begins to turn grey and then brown. And then that skin begins to turn grey and then it falls away, little by little, until only a skeleton remains, and I look upon death. And I wonder if I relate to death the most, for death loves change and decay and growth, just as I do. Death has the power of the Empress to create. Death has the power of the Tower to destroy. But more than that, more than all of that, death has the deep and optimistic wisdom to not cling too thoroughly to anything, to one's own creation, to one's own destruction, to one's power. Death's power lies in the relinquishing of that power to something greater and deeper, and wiser, and older, and much, much, much more exquisite. Death does not cling to who he was yesterday, or who he fears becoming tomorrow. Death only has now, and watches with love what happens to his body to the plants that live and die around him, to the horse he sits upon, breathing a countdown of final breaths. I may flatter myself to say, I have done the work to relate to death, not in a vain way, but in my finest moments, in my most wise silences, I think I relate to death. And when I do not, I remember it with fondness as what I aspire to be, capable of great change, and free, gorgeously free of expecting anything of myself other than living, growing, decaying, dying. And as I believe, perhaps, maybe, in some form or another. Living again, and doing it all over again, and again, and again, and again. Death. That is the card. The card I no longer desire to fear. The card I aspire to relate to. And what I want to be, 
I can be, right now. Instantly. Look, it is so. And with that thought, all these characters, these archetypes, these cards may poof, disappear. Or just rest. I cannot control the voices on the wind. I do not seek to. On that note, does that answer your question, my kind voice from the shadows? Oh dear, have I gone on for too long? You have been journeying so long through this castle of shadow, with your candlestick of tiny joys for company. I have been here, going on and on as I do, and I hope it has been welcome company and not selfish rambling. But now the carpet is gone, and I will show you a little trick. Little torches all throughout, igniting themselves one at a time, glowing warm within, without, turning profane to the sublime. Shadow banished, see what comes, a hall, a temple, a chapel, a shrine. You hear shall sing who strikes these drums within the acolyte reigns the divine. This is a great and vast castle. A castle full of different chambers, halls, rooms, cellars, attics, parlors, galleries, salons, courtyards, balconies, gardens, ponds, pools, Lakes, yards, graveyards, pathways, ruins, cottages, cabins, towers, forests, libraries, oceans, taverns, cities, maybe, even. Anything you want to be here is here. We will see what we will come to visit in time. We have all the time in the world. You know why. But for tonight, we are in a sacred place, a temple, though to what perhaps we shall decide. And so I think an invocation would be best. If you dare. If you will allow me. I am no one to say whether or not you can trust me. I'm a little biased. So do as you please. I have no power in your imagination. In invocation. Take a deep breath in through your nose if you can. The air is sparkling and golden all around you, pure and joyous and warm. You breathe it into yourself, and then you hold your breath. Hold it within you for just a bit. Then sigh. As this sparkling and golden magic leaves your lungs, it is even brighter and sweeter for having gone through you, twinkling before your eyes. In this place, 
this great circular hall, this temple to whatever it is we are calling forth, you suddenly understand how vast it is, the brighter the air grows, so you can see more and more. The black marble across the floor, the elegant white columns, a golden glowing hearth in the center, first embers, then little flickers across the wood, then a roaring flame, your breath, bright and glowing and magic, makes it grow brighter. The invocation is occurring, thanks to your breath and mine. Do not fear as you see someone beside you, just a silhouette surrounded in gold, and another to your other side. In fact, there is someone beside each of them. All around this great hall, an immense circle of figures breathing, perhaps in time with this song, this chant, this music. Welcome back. Now we're all here. All who want to be, of course. I have no power in your imagination. Right? Everyone. Listening. Hello. You. Yes. There. 
Hello. No matter what time, if you are listening, you are here. No time here. Only you here. All of you. Welcome. Hello. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was just so happy to see you all. So bright. So sparkling. So here. But of course, why this invocation? Why did I bring us all here? I just wanted to show you, and me, that you're, we're, not alone. See? It's a dark, old, scary castle. We all have one within us. Almost feels sacrilegious of me to deign to approach describing yours, but I hope you will forgive me any slip-ups. I have no power in your imagination, after all. A dark and frightening castle, all of your own. Each whisper in each corridor, each painting whose eyes seem to follow you, each fearful creature hiding in each closet, each hidden treasure, each forgiven trespass, each ghost set free, all your own. Yours to claim, if you want to. Frightful and delightful, I think. What greater adventure than the one within your own haunted castle? just wanted you to know first, you're not alone. Before you set on this adventure, know that it is with me, and this circle of all of us here, all looking in and breathing with only what we have chosen to bring into our own castles and our own hearts. Only that is welcome here. You're not alone on this adventure. Take a good look, my friends, each and all, because it grows dark again so soon, but that's not an evil. It's just not possible to always feel that circle, no matter how warm it may be, but it is still there. The red carpet is back, and your candlestick is still in your hand. The wax that melted before has reformed. More than that, the candle is larger and burns brighter. No time here. The circle helped. This is your story. This is your castle. The red velvet carpet on the floor is going... Hmm. That way. Shall we follow it?
Hello, my friends. Did you miss me? I missed you, and I missed this very much. Even though it was only about a month, I'm ready to get back into this little game. Thank you for joining me in it. You might have caught that I'm no longer following the structure I developed for Season 2, where I asked a question of my tarot cards every episode. This season, I'm allowing myself to be inspired by questions that have come from you, the listeners. This week's question about which tarot card I relate to the most was submitted by one of my longtime patrons of the show, Alexa Osborne. Thank you so much for asking such an interesting question, Alexa. If you'd like to hear a question of yours addressed in an upcoming week, you can send me them on social media. I'm on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night. Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, on Facebook and YouTube at On a Dark Cold Night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. You can tweet, comment, post your question, and tag me. If you're a patron on Patreon, or if you support on Coffee, uh, which I'll tell you about a little more later, but you can write questions through there, and maybe you'll hear it addressed in an upcoming episode. These can be questions about anything really: life, fiction, reality, philosophy, me you, the production of the show, the writing, in-character questions, out-of-character, whatever you like. Depending how many questions I get, I may do one or more per episode, and I'm going to give myself the freedom to allow them to be answered wherever makes sense, in the story itself, in this ending-slash-housekeeping section of the show, maybe at the beginning, who knows. I'm trying to not be so married to format this time around. But please feel free to send in some questions, and I will do what I can. For this week, thank you again so much for your question, Alexa. I would also like to take a moment to thank some new supporters. First of all, a big thank you to Rhiannu Keeves and to Kayla Day, who both became monthly patrons on Patreon during my month-long break. Thank you so much for your support, my friends. Every patron of the show of $1 or more receives access to my full soundtrack, And every patron of $5 or more, uh, these are monthly fees, by the way, has access to that and also to a monthly tarot reading video that I'm continuing to do on every full moon. So, though I'm no longer drawing tarot cards every week for the podcast itself, you can still find me doing readings on Patreon monthly if you're interested. You can learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. And I'd also like to send warm thanks to Nolan, who supported the show by donating via coffee.com. Thank you so much, Nolan. That means the world. This is a great way to donate one time only, instead of monthly, and without the Patreon perks, by purchasing one or more metaphorical coffees for me in the show. You can learn more at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And we have t-shirts and hoodies for purchase at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. Thank you for joining me for the first episode of another season. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're resting well. Take care of yourselves, friends. Here's to another adventure. Talk soon.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.